Well. Hey there. Hi. Hey. Hey. How's it going, boys? It's hot out. <laughs> it's it's a bit balmy. It's I'm dog days, coast. man. How is it? How you doing, yeah. Jay? I'm hanging in there. Yeah. You know, we're getting sleep ish <laughs> okay so the, oh, new, the newborn yeah. is uh actually it's been pretty good the last couple days but man it's a fog yeah, definitely dealing with some some sleep debt with some sleep debt that i'm trying to pay off ah, ah, yeah. ah okay. that's what i'm trying to so say earned debt what happens to that <laughs> I, I feel like i've got a lifetime of that <laughs> i'm hoping that at the end of the whole road you know when you go to meet your maker or wherever mm-hmm. you go they just say hey just just have a lay down yeah. Just, just have a lie down. Just okay. Yeah, I'm gonna enjoy yourself. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. 48, like that year. <laughs> just, just napping. Is that? Yeah. Can you do that? Can you have I, a good? All I'm right. not gonna stop you. Okay. I'm not gonna stop. Maybe you. not. We'll see. I, I, well, I mean, we now. are gonna have some podcast episodes to produce. That's true. <laughs> that's right. Oh, I'll you get can pre-record them. Yeah. Hey, this is Jay. Hey, this is Greg. <laughs> 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 Something to look forward to in the exciting episode mm. or season eleven of you <laughs> should check 11, it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. Oh, well, I'm glad to hear you guys are doing well, Greg. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are things out on the West Coast? Nice. Uh, I don't, not quite as hot as it sounds like it is for you guys. It's been actually pretty pretty good. You at home for a little while before you head back? Yeah, out? a little. Uh, I go out to Arizona friday and then we play uh some shows at encinitas or like solano beach which is just north of san diego cool right on on saturday cool. and sunday we're playing at the belly up um which is a really fun spot so nice one yeah and then uh there'll, there'll be more in in august for sure a lot more moving around so i'll be back east soon enough to feel that balminess Yep, it, it'll be here waiting for you. I'm sure. Yeah, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. It is. It is yeah, it's so hot. Ooh, nice. Beautiful day. <laughs> well, um, welcome to everyone uh, <laughs> listening out there in internet land. You know, guys, we got a big show today. Sure I do. think we're done with some preamble. Why don't I say we get this thing started? Jump in. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. Coming at you from balmy, balmy Maryland Ooh. and uh, scenic and beautiful and yeah, wonderful California. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't call yeah. it perfect, but uh, <laughs> it's dry heat. <laughs> it's a dry heat. It's dry, it's dry heat. <laughs> this is You Should Check It Out. This is episode 105 coming mm. at you on a beautiful Thursday. Mm. And uh, my name is Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And uh, as previously mentioned, we have a huge show for you. But I have to say, guys. What's up? Uh, before we get started... I got one of the greatest compliments um, this past week from my mother. Okay. All right. Uh, Mom's good, good for that. Yeah. Currently okay. down uh, in Florida, unfortunately, uh, hanging out with the family at, um, they're at Universal or one of those okay. mega theme park things okay. doing the Harry Potter mm-hmm. jazz. Mm-hmm. But before she left, uh, she wanted to let us know how much she enjoyed our segment last week on time signatures. Oh, Really? really? Yes, yes. And she meant it? (laughs) I did double check on that, but she absolutely did mean it. And not only that, she said, I just thought it was so informative. And I thought it was just, you guys just did a great job. I learned a lot. So much, in fact, that I got my my stepdad, 
Bill Flager, uh, apparently she made him sit down and listen to the episode too because <laughs> oh, when yeah. he sings in choir at church, he does such a terrible job at timekeeping oh. that, she, that he needed the proper. We didn't need to call him out like that on the show. <laughs> oh. No, no, I, I've, I've heard him sing it. It's, okay, no. all right. <laughs> Oh. So I just wanted to pass that along. We, we are doing some good in the world, guys. It started hey. off feeling good. Hey. <laughs> and then, and then oh, I feel bad for your stepdad now. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Thank you yes. so much. Thank yes. you so much for that. That is that, really nice. That is really yeah. nice. And and uh, and we did actually come to a. There was a um, a reveal that happened after we recorded the show. I, I disagree with it. <laughs> Well, wait, but, but, but we had to say what it is first. We need to say, we, let's just, let's say what it was first. But uh, Jay found some transcriptions of uh, "We Are the Champions" by Queen. Oh yes, yes, yes. We had a bit were, of a disagreement on on. Well, we Are the it's, it's, most of the ones I found were in six eight. There were some oh. simple beginner ones in three four, and there were like two in twelve eight. Okay. So I, okay. I yeah, but three yeah. four doesn't make any sense. Uh, no, no, three for it completely. Uh, it was like the you know how to play for a beginner. Um, yeah, the disagreement was Nick was trying to present that as a clear example of six eight. It is. <laughs> Greg uh, countered saying that that's a slow four with a triplet feel. I hemmed and hawed, and Greg issued the challenge. He's like, "Well, I would love to see some transcriptions," mm-hmm. and so I did find some transcriptions, and most of them were in twelve eight. Which is kind of, you know, in a way, it kind of validates all of our theories because yes. twelve eight, as we mentioned in the first time we were talking about time signatures, can be counted as four four with a triplet feel, right? Yes. Everybody's and I, happy. Yeah, I think. I mean, <laughs> I don't think so, but <laughs> but uh, I, I had looked it up even while we were still talking about it, and I was like six eight six eight six eight six. Eight. I'm not gonna do this. this. That's just rubbing it in. So it's in six. But eight. it's because there's a there's a measure. There's a half measure oh, is before it goes into the chorus. And it goes on and on and that counts that would be counted as a three eight. Oh, and that's but if why you they, that's a twelve eight, then 12. it's like a, a measure of six eight. Got it. Got same, it. Same same thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, right. I, I think we're gonna go light on the uh, technical analysis. Oh no wait, Greg is gonna be talking about seven string guitars. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So, Spoiler alert. Um so yeah. Stay tuned. Apparently, we're doing some good, so you know we'll we'll keep talking some some technical language. I appreciate with it. Us. Thank you guys for indulging me. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. It was fun. Uh, Nick, I, I think um, you know what? Screw it. We're not going to do any intros. I've said okay. enough. Let's okay. get down into the nitty gritty. Let's go for it. Episode one hundred and five. Nick, shoot yes, your first. Go. All right. Well, let's start off with some music. I've Please. got uh, actually Trish was she she about a week or two ago. She said, hey, I found a band I think you'll like. And I was like, mm. really? And she said, yeah, I was, she was listening to some, it was like a, I think it was like a, a Japanese rock station, just just uh, listening to some stuff and this band popped up and she was like, well, this sounds like there's a lot of math going on. So she oh. said, check this out. And it's this band called Paranoid Void. It's this trio, uh, this all-female trio from Japan. Um, okay. I don't, there's not a lot written about them other than, they had finally made the decision to go ahead and do an American tour after building a fan base for five years in the U.S. But this article came out January 28th, 2020. So okay. uh, it, it subsequently did not end up occurring, uh, but right. it really only had some basic information about the band. This is, uh, the, they call themselves Paranoid Void. And this is from, um, they have one album out called Literary Math. And it, it's really, it is good. It's really good. And I really like it. Okay. Uh, this is Karma No In You. Okay. 
all over the place. All over the place. Wow. Yeah, the one thing what I did read. What a banger, read, man. That's the incredible. One, the one thing I did read is that they all agree upon a visual inspiration before they begin writing each song. And they said it's an extraordinarily long process, which it sounds like it must be. Um, but, uh, man. very, yeah, interesting group. So, thought, thought that's it was. That's incredible, dude. That was worth sharing. Definitely, it's not Kudos gonna, to Trish. On yeah, that totally. One. Thank you. Um, definitely, I have to check them out. So, and, okay. And then for my topic, guys, I just, I, I need to, I need to bring us all up to date. Um, okay. We are now, we are now two listening parties in to Donda's potential release by Kanye West. Um, there's been another. There's been another listening. There was another listening party this past Friday. Um, really? At, in Atlanta. It was, oh, it's either this past Friday or the, or the previous. It was more more choreographed. There was more people involved. Halfway through, though. Were there any uh, actual like lyrics? Yeah, they played this. They played okay. the album again, but it, a lot had okay. changed apparently um, from the previous listening party. Um, hmm. And the one where through, he just the one where he just danced. In the this is the one where he was out in the middle of the field on a white tarp and just danced while everybody listened to it. <laughs> I, I've got so many theories now on this, though. I'm, I will get there. Uh, and then the so this round, he it was basically there was listening. He had like a mask. There were some dancers, but halfway through, he was seen on the phone, like while this was going on, just yelling into the phone. And apparently, that was him calling the producer about some edits to a mix. <laughs> oh my god! So there's an article about that. Um, which is, which is, you know what, which, you know what, this is what I've come to. This is, I don't love it, but it's brilliant because it's all anybody's talking about. <laughs> and I, by that, I mean me. And, uh, but people are writing about this. Like it's been in the news for, for a month. Yeah. Like all over the place. You know, here's the latest. Here's what we know. Here's what's changed since the last time. Here's the, he's basically like live, you know, streaming it, letting people listen to it, maybe taking some of the feedback or, or just <sighs> looking at people's reactions and deciding he wants to make some edits and, so at this point, it's tentatively scheduled to be released this Friday. I don't know. I, okay. Yeah, I have no wow. idea. Wow. Um, hmm. But this is not the first time he's done this. No. Right. I mean, we. This is apparently so that because there's there's also some articles about the number of times he's delayed albums. Um, and yeah, apparently Life of Pablo, he went back and edited it a couple times. Uh, okay. And then obviously this 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 past release that he had, um, Jesus is King, he released it. And then pulled it a week later, right, edited right, it again, right. and then re-released it. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, man, I think it's just—I think this is just part of his process. But it's—it's—it uh, it's, it feels now like marketing to me. I, mm. I think you're I, not I, probably far from the truth there. <laughs> I don't, but I don't know that it's intentional. I think it's just him making the best of his own process. To be honest, like it does seem like he, as soon as it gets out there, he needs to like go and amend it. Like that's yeah. just his thing. Like once it's released, he's like, "Oh, it's to the world," and maybe that's because he didn't go through enough of a process ahead of time, or this is just what he needs—like the fear of it being out there to get him to make those final edits or something like that. But mm. I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. But it is getting a lot of press. That it, is for certain. It it sure is. Um, I mean, I I can't say whether or not that's because of. A lack of anything else going on in the music industry or like well, i mean it's kind of just like the 21st century version of like everything in pop culture these days like it's just about the spectacle it's not about the content per se well, the process becomes the transparent part as well well like, it also has a lot something to do with you know keeping media coverage on him and kim mm -hmm. yeah you, so you, yeah, you agree yeah. greg you think a lot some of it's like attention seeking i mean anytime you put out an album you want to be you know Ready. on people's lips 
and Kanye's kind of been doing that his entire career. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always there's always something that happens right around this time. You know, his, mm-hmm. the release time that makes it yeah so that, that makes it a little bit more uh, urgent, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, uh, I, I just I just like if it if the album comes out and it's complete crap, is anybody gonna? care anymore like does anybody is everyone just giving him a pass i think i think it's fair to say that there's not there aren't high expectations okay i think this was originally scheduled to come out like an entire year ago because it was initially called like donda west but then he put a delay on it and so yeah it's this is i have no idea if it's good if it's not it's uh yeah it'll be his the most extreme manifestation of this thing that he does with his albums but yeah. it'll be his what? What were you going to say, Greg? Sorry. It'll, it'll be his. Yeah. It's just his. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just his. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> Kanye. God bless you, man. I, I don't know, man. I There's a part of me that it just gets under my skin, like that people would just let him get away with anything. But at the same time, he's, uh, it's, hey, he has a great body of work, and he is a unique and talented performer. And I think Greg sure. said it. I think Greg said it a couple episodes ago. He made the comparison of this and, and John Mayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does kind of feel like that now. But the more mm-hmm. that I've thought about it, like your mayor also is very much like, here's my process. Here's too much information about what's going on in my head. Um, mm-hmm. And because he knows people care or are at least interested I, in. I, th- I, th- yeah. I think it's His- yeah. I think it's all the stuff we talked about. Like I think it's complicated. I think it's also him wanting to also be cool looking. So he's mm-hmm. self-deprecating about putting out an eighties album. Like uh, I don't know, it's it, it's kind of also it's also a glimpse into his insecurities, and I think that's that's also kind of what we see a little bit with Kanye, which is like once it's out, that's when he actually does the freak out. Oh God, I need right. to get this. I need to get serious about this. Right. Um, right. And each time that happens, he gets you know freaks out and, and has to go back and edit some more. And which yeah, I, don't know. I mean, every artist goes through once mm-hmm. a product is out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tame Impala, right? Yep. Did the same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, right. It's just that Kanye has the, I guess the, I don't know if you want to call it political capital, like pop culture capital, the fame. to be able to expend that stuff. Yeah, the fame. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, don't, I honestly don't <laughs> love it because I don't like it as a tactic. Is the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't yeah. want to see this replicated or or like right. attempted to be replicated. Like, yeah. let's create artificial drama surrounding the album. Blah, blah, blah. I don't. Know. It's it's just. Yeah. But it's fascinating. We're talking about him. We're talking yep. about him. Still yeah. fascinates me. Um, I definitely gonna listen to it as soon as it comes out. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Cool. So, well, know. keep us keep us posted. I, keep I us guess posted. I will. I will. It's, <laughs> it's, I should probably just keep it to myself at a certain point. But I enjoy it. <laughs> That's what I got. That's what I got. How we doing, Greg? What you, you got? You want to um, you want to play that track that I sent you, Jade, by Johnny? Yes. J a w n y. Check check this out.
We're track. coming with the bangers this week. <laughs> that's yeah, great, that's, man. Uh, that is a uh, an artist that um, some folks that I've met along the way um, actually helped record. Okay. So um, I'm not sure. I guess he's from. I, I don't know if he's from Utah, but his his Instagram is Johnny Utah, mm. and it's spelled J A W N Y. Johnny. Johnny. Yeah, Johnny. Utah. I think that actually Johnny Utah is like the character in Point Break, so that might he might actually not be from Utah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he is by coincidence. I don't know, but he's he. This is like this music is made for the the young people, eh? <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. I guess so, man. It's, yeah, it's that's super catchy and fun though. Um, freaking hip, yeah, yeah. I love yeah. It. And so one of my old students actually helped produce this, and then a drummer I met out here hosted the uh, session at his studio and played drums on it. And they were all out there at Lollapalooza uh, either last weekend or the weekend before. And they were posting videos of this band on stage and it was like Beatlemania or something. Like all these kids, yeah, just like an endless sea of kids just bouncing up and down to this song. That's great, And I was like, like, oh, okay. And I mean, I'm in drag and and both of these guys, Ahmad Royal, someone from the DC area, He's uh he's produced stuff for like Panic at the Disco. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um definitely somebody who, you know, like as far as like your students go, like he, he's someone I've been tracking and he ended up becoming a a, a producer, you know. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. And then this guy uh, Curtis Kelly plays drums in that band and I'm pretty sure was also engineering on this EP. It's called the uh Hugo or something uh EP, the Hugo mm-hmm. EP. Anyway, um so check that out. I'm gonna to try to get those guys to talk to us about that. I um I, I tried earlier today, and I was hoping that could maybe be like a little mini interview, but I think they were pretty tied up. So oh, like they may awesome, they may not be Love able to talk about it. Ah, so I have a <laughs> I have another topic actually. Okay. Um, because you know that there hasn't <gasps> been too much happening in the, in music news that I wanted to to dig into. However, throughout lockdown and beyond. I have been like practicing a new uh, guitar technique and I thought I'd uh, maybe give you guys a little lowdown. Ooh. Uh, just because okay. we've been getting into some and a into live some demo. behind the scenes stuff you're yeah, working a little, on? Yeah, a little, a little live demo. So I have like, I have a guitar plugged in. I'm gonna explain like about, you know, all about it, but yeah. That's got a lot of pegs. Yeah, so you can hear this kind of lower note. That's a low B, and that's because this guitar is actually a seven-string ah, guitar. Okay. Um, it's is actually, that an Abasi? It's an Abasi. Um, Man, those frets so, have some crazy angles. Yeah, they're fanned frets because the scale length of the low seventh string, mm-hmm. it, it, it's more comfortable for the string to have a, a longer neck, but then for the higher strings, they can get away with like a shorter neck. Uh-huh. So that's mm-hmm. so that's how that's why yeah. it sort of gets spread out like this, um, but yeah, this was actually something that uh, this is a guitar that fell into my hands from Tosin himself, nice. and um, he's uh, someone else from the D.C. area who's found you know he was out here in L.A. before I was. He's one of the people who actually encouraged me to come out here. Nice. He's he's he has a band called Animals as Leaders that mm-hmm. he's the well, the leader of. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a trio. I've, I've been following these guys forever. Um, they're all homies. Javier is the other guitar player in this band, and I've known him since I was 
17 years old. Wow. Um, so this band Animals as Leaders have been really, really successful at uh, making heavy fusion instru- instrumental music that actually like captures the ears of not just people who are into heavy music, yeah. um, but just uh, technical music in general. And their techniques are pretty gnarly. I thought I'd talk about some of them because... I don't know because I, I think it was actually like inspired by our, our our rhythmic discussion last time. Cool. So maybe I'll just talk about the guitar a little bit. So I've got seven strings here. I'll just play them down open real quick. Okay. So this is a B. Then after that you have your E A D G B E. Okay. So it's a standard guitar with a. So this is like a standard with a low, guitar. Low B with a, string below it. With a low B. Yeah. So that takes a little getting used to. Jay, just a little nerd talk. I actually kind of decided to visualize the guitar from the first string down and then kind of add this B rather than, even though the B string is closest to my eye, I leap down to the bottom and then kind of visualize the guitar that way. Very which means Which makes the B string, this one, just more of a bonus rather than like a starting point. Because if I use it as yeah. a starting point, I'm confused already. It's I not your you. root. I it's your, you. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's been option. helpful. <laughs> so Tosin came by and and gave me this guitar to, you know, to help me out with with something. And um, I've been playing it a lot since he gave it to me. At some point, I realized, you know, this guitar is really designed to do what he does the most, um, mm-hmm. which is a lot of shred, a lot of heavy stuff, but also this really cool technique that he showed me, like maybe a decade ago in mm-hmm. D.C. when he came by my apartment at a different time. It's actually something that Victor Wooten from yeah. Bella Fleck does a lot. And so I'm going to try to show you here, guys, with the audio. And actually... So what do you got? You got your thumb there. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys are familiar with, like, a slap bass, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just going to take this... Like, so slap bass is... What he's got going on is he'll do like, he'll get two strikes with his thumb. Like that, one, two. Instead of just going down, down, he's going down, up. And he goes down, up, and then with his index finger, he also gets an up. So triplet. So you you can get a triplet like this. Ah. And then if you add your middle finger, you can get like 16th notes or, or a group of four, yeah? Yeah. All right. Which yeah. is more, Damn. and this the B string is better for this than the other strings because you can actually kind of grab it. It's like the to right- To do with your thumb. It's the right yeah. way to, to do this. Yeah. I really want to get, now, now I can only want to get an eight string. <laughs> I'm sure, does he, does Tosin do any slapping on the E string as well with his thumb? Oh, he totally does. He totally yeah. does. But that's this was like kind of like the gateway drug. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And I was sure. like, started once, the, I, started once, the, I, uh, once I figured yeah. out here, then I then I realized also that I could do things like this, which is like maybe like do a power chord, right, and do the do the thumb on the seventh string, but then the index on the sixth string. So be like. That kind of sucks, yeah. like, but you get the yeah. idea. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I got it. 
Uh, yeah, and, and of course you can practice this in all kinds of different ways. You can mm-hmm. bring your thumb. Now Tosin's nuts with it. He can do this on the like the first string, <laughs> which is really <laughs> awkward. Like wow. the thinner like, the string is, the harder precise. it is to. But yeah, he absolutely crushes it. And so let's listen to to him do it. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Let's sure. play. Uh, Which clip did you want for this? Um, I think the the, fir- the first one we should do is an infinite regression. Okay. So what does he switch to something else whenever the band kicks in there, or is he still going? I think he's doing. He's still doing. He's still doing a. um, It's some kind of slap. Well, it's it's, so he calls it thump technique. Thumping, Mm. nice. Yeah, that's what that's what it is. And uh, when the band kicks in, I actually don't. I, I can't say exactly. I haven't. I haven't exactly isolated that yet. But it's definitely it's a play on this on the early variation that he starts out right. with. Mm-hmm. So, let me show let's, let me show you what I what I got for this. And Oh, oh, you're you're going to play yeah, that so track. I'm, I'm going to play this the, the, well, I'm going to attempt to play that 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 intro. I'm I'm going to show you kind of how it's done. Nice. Okay. Now, and this is not like some uh, you know, some you can find a ton of videos of him explaining this. Sure. Um, but so basically with the left hand, you tap two notes. This one and this one. And then you thump with the right hand. One, two, three, four. So it's one, two, three, four, five, six. Ah, I'm having trouble doing it slow. Do you hear that? One, two, three, four, five, six. Yep. Yep. So with the metronome, this is actually much slower than the BPM I found online, which I think is wrong, but... Dude, thanks. It's uh, it's such a fun little thing to. It's like yeah. Jay, you 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 worked on banjo rolls. It's such a similar. 
that's thing exactly where my mind went because initially when you started doing it, my my mind went to like, man, damn it, hey, Greg, I wish I had like the mental capacity to like try to sit down and learn like such a distinct technique like that, and I could just never do that. But then I thought. I kind of did. I learned did. banjo, which yeah, is kind of the banjo. same. It's so similar. You know? It's like yeah. it, it, it. It's so similar. It's like in one motion, you're getting like four things to happen. Yeah, and if you can yeah. get those four things to be kind of balanced, it creates like this illusion of and that, you know? that's exactly right. And that's what the best banjo players. If you play the three finger style, it's it's all about creating, like you said, the illusion of it. This continual stream of notes, even mm-hmm. though it's even though you're just playing with three fingers and you're playing these repeating patterns, it's made to sound like it's just... They interweave yes. and don't yeah, stop. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, yeah, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun technique and I'm trying to get... I'm trying to, you know, starting to just kind of get creative with it, you know, because it's nice. Yeah, make, make it your own. Kind of like Har- Charlie Hunter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I got I, right now. I'm just kind of getting into the tip of the tip of the Love it, man. Yeah. That's cool. But, but I'd like, yeah, thank you, guys. It's, my, it's, it's like a shuffle beat. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'll play one more uh, Animals as Leaders riff. This one is kind of crazy. It's called, from something called The Woven Web. I'm kind of giving it a little bit of a. I'm, we're playing the section before the actual riff that I'm talking about, just so you can kind of hear how it goes in there. How it comes in? Cool. Right yeah, on. yeah. Yeah, so this one is definitely kind of. I think it's kind. It's starting to become a thing among players. Like I don't know if this was the same for you guys growing up, but if you could play like higher ground, yeah. Yeah. If you could play that on bass in high school (laughs) or like middle school, you're like yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's kind. This is kind of like. In that, it's a it's a really like a, like a rite of passage, I think, for people who like really yeah. want to play this kind of stuff. So that's I, a high I, bar, jeez. It, well, you know, look, anything you break it down these days, you break it down, you break it down enough, and it's you know it's achievable, of course. But um, yeah, you just take enough just hours spent just on a- that, but that but that drag, man, that oh. Yeah. Now writing it is is a totally different story, but you yeah. know, but, but it starts with the technique, I think, and. It's funny because this is not a band, you you know, we, we talk about like tribute bands and like bands influencing other bands and mm-hmm. 
this is not the type of band that you don't only see like tribute bands. <laughs> oh yeah, this is like a really, really intensely hard stuff to play. You know, Rush is also the same way, but even that's like a little bit more attainable, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's more yeah. or has become. That's true. Yes, it's, you know, and and and, and at point. the time, though, at the time, it was seen as the like unattainable thing. Like, yes, what are they doing? Point. Yeah. So, so um, which is we're, just means we're regressing. This is good. So I'm gonna try this this one with the metronome. It, it, it I I can't quite I can't promise I'll get this right, and I'm definitely playing it a little bit wrong. There's def, there's I, every time I hear it, I'm like, no, there's there's still a little bit of a flutter. <laughs> that there's a flutter that I'm missing there. That or something. flutter. Give it a something. shot, man. I want to hear yeah. this. I'll get I'll, 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 I think close. Actually, that, it's that drag that you guys were, were freaking out about. That's actually one of the toughest parts, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough spot. Because the first time he did it, it sounded. I was like, ooh, it like caught. And then, yeah. the, and then the bass drum falls, and it's like, ah. Oh, yeah. 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 But yeah, it's it's um. What's that one called? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I didn't mention that. Uh, that that clip is from the Woven Web. The Woven and, uh, Web. Yeah. Actually, if we had had more time for for more of the clip, I would have. I uh, love to keep it going. So go listen to that one on your own. It's totally awesome. Totally going to do that. Great. Song. Yeah, Great listen song. to that. That whole record is awesome. I believe it's their self-titled, even though it's their third album, Animals as Leaders. Finally got around to it. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, it's... Uh, no, I know. I know. What do you mean? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I have to say, I love to see you sweat over there, Greg. Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it's fun. It's, I'm, I'm definitely uh, trying to keep up with, the, with these guys. But, uh, I mean, just given... The opportunity to have one of the instruments that is, and to be taught by the guy who's in pioneering the style is incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 more he more or less just encouraged me to do it, you know. Uh, yeah. But he and awesome. he said he's such a you know down to earth. I mean, he you know I, I remember him saying, you, you go down with the thumb and then you go up, and it's going to be awkward for a really long time. And I used yeah. to and I felt totally stupid when I was trying it at first, but yeah. he apparently picked it up from Victor Putin's brother. Mm-hmm. Um, who was one of his teachers? Wow, um, wow. I don't know which cool. one, but you know, there's like apparently a, a few of the. There's Wooten a bunch of Wooten's. brothers. Isn't I can't Future remember Man which one. I, I Fruit Man is a Wooten. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, there you have it, boys. Um, Woo! I, I, you, didn't have, I didn't have Thank a, a, you, a topic. Topic. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah. Anytime. I like. I'd, maybe. Do, maybe we should each. You know, if we come across a cool new piece of gear, just like demo. Ooh. You know, little demo like, days. That, yeah, okay. you know, Hardware? I, I right. want to call that that was the seventh heaven edition because it's seventh string. I don't want to call it a bit seventh heaven though. It's that's based off of a cheesy show. I got a symbol. <laughs> <laughs> but you never know. You, 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 like any cool gizmo or something, you, like sure. a cool metronome you find mm-hmm. or whatever. Heck you know, yeah, whatever kind of piece of gear. Calm down. Yeah, it's actually good practice for me because you know I would love to. You know, in in the past I've been able to actually demo some stuff at Nam. You know, and it's like a good. There doing it on doing it online, you know. Let's make sure it a habit to, and get some free stuff. That sounds yeah, good. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> exactly. and, and we get to listen to the to, to some cool music. Yeah, because yeah. because there it is. I mean, it's very difficult music to replicate unless you have a guitar like this. And the pickups really matter, Jay, as you can imagine. Those are like oh, the yeah. Fishman Fluence. Those are those pickups. new Fishman Fluence pickups, right? Indeed, exactly. And um, yeah. they're they're active. You know, like I can't play this guitar without a battery in it. Um, wow. Okay. You know, so it's kind of a lot of things make it unlike a 
Telecaster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, it, it, you know, however, if you go to Abasi Concepts, you'll, you'll, dot com or wherever, you'll find that they have models that are based on Telecasters. Mm. Oh, really? Like, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. It's, so it's not just futuristic uh, metal guitars. Um, Tosin's been able to get the, these in the hands of like uh, Gary Clark Jr. played one. Oh, nice. wow. Um, and uh, this guy Isaiah Sharkey who tours with uh, John Mayer he's an amazing uh, like neo soul nice. uh, guitarist just unbelievable anyway nice. there you he sold have out, it he sold out of all of them yeah exactly <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> doing I'm sure, right. be, I'm sure there'll be a batch uh, soon but uh, yeah they're going like hotcakes he's done a very very good job with these things and well he does a good job playing them <laughs> well that's true and you know that's it's great to see because it's like, oh, okay, we're going to trust this guy because we know he plays and he's thinking outside the box. And yeah. Um, yeah. again, a, a, a good a, a success, a music success story, you know. Um, tough to keep up with him, but you try your best, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So. Good stuff. Yeah, but thanks, right. Tosin, for the guitar. And um, yeah, go listen to his band and check out his gear. Damn straight. Beautiful. Well, thanks, Greg. Mm-hmm. J-Rome. Yes. So, uh, let me get started with some music. Uh, hopefully, I can follow up with the two great tracks that you guys played. Yesterday, one of my great friends, Tejan, and great friend of the pod, Tejan, hey, just Tejan. reached out me, to me in his normally enigmatic way and didn't say anything else, just texted hey. me this this song okay, um, by the band Big Thief. Yes. Are you familiar at all? Yeah? Yes. What is this song? Okay. The song is called Not. And it goes to something, a little something like this. I love this song. Are you a fan? Yeah, I love this song. <laughs> hmm. I can tell. Sorry. Hey. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. No, I had, this I'm is, glad, this is I'm on glad, my list. Like, I've got a running list of songs to play, and it was, it was, it was, it was definitely in there. So I'm glad you grabbed oh, it. Oh, awesome, awesome, cool. Yeah, I mean, I've heard of Big Thief, but I had never heard any of their stuff, and uh, I was kind of blown away. I really like that a lot. Yeah. 
And one of the reasons I really like it, and this is just a personal thing that no one would know except for people in my family, but one of the reasons it really hit home to me is it sounds exactly like my Aunt Patty, the way she sings. Yes. Hmm. Uh, Like if she was a young rock and roll indie chick, that's exactly what that would I love this girl's voice. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. With that kind of like little quaver. Yeah, the quaver. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's very Lucinda Williams. Very, Yeah. So yeah. I, I that really touched me. I really like that song, and it's a cool band, so and cool. the album is great, and yeah, doing yeah, it cool is. things. Oh, yeah. cool. So, guys, now Greg, you said there wasn't much going on in the rock world, and I would totally agree with you on on that, except for one point. There, was, there was one big thing. news out of the Rolling Stones yes. camp. Yes, this week. You mean the Kanye news? Oh, the Rolling Stones. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> the second most popular band outside yeah. of Kanye West is uh, the Rolling Stones, of course, and they were about to embark on a tour that was canceled last year because of COVID, of course. Mm-hmm. And then they found out that Charlie Watts, their drummer, their only drummer ever, mm-hmm. who's never missed a gig since 1962. For real? Yeah. Had just completed a medical procedure. It's they're not being specific on what that was that was successful but his doctors concluded this week that he now needs proper rest and recuperation so for the very first time as a band the Rolling Stones will be going out on tour without Charlie Watts behind the kit how do you feel about this wait who's who who? well so that's the thing like that is like it's the heartbeat of the Rolling Stones my favorite Mm -hmm. band it's you know one of my favorite drummers of all time that would be terrible news, and I can't imagine the Rolling Stones going on tour with anyone except they named their replacement was Mr. Steve Jordan. There you go. Which okay. is like mm-hmm. you seem my to feel next good about favorite this. drummer. Okay. okay. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> and I can't tell you, man, I'm not going to go see the Rolling Stones. I'm going to pay $300 to go to Arena to right. you know, watch the Rolling Stones. But I cannot wait to see the videos and hear the recordings from this tour because Ed is going to be that he is going to inject so much life into that damn band. <laughs> They're going to sound incredible. I'm telling you, man. I believe it. This is going to be great. Charlie's old reliable. He is. He is. It's going to be so weird to hear anybody uh-huh. else behind them. But, you know, Steve Jordan is we've mentioned him a couple times on the mm-hmm. podcast. I mentioned I so. him the last time I believe whenever I was going through why I like Keith Richards so much okay um, and I was talking about Steve Jordan because he played with Keith Richards and Keith Richards solo band which is kind of mm-hmm. how I first became familiar with Steve Jordan All right. and so I know him from that and since then have kind of learned so much more about him and he just shows up everywhere yeah uh, you guys Steve Jordan fans at all oh yeah he has, yeah he's all over the place He's yeah. played with everybody. So, yeah. yeah. It's yeah another one of those, like a Nathan East yeah. kind of a... Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, I thought just for any Rolling Stones fans out there who had any ro- reservations about what was going to happen on this tour, I just wanted to kind of sell you on the idea of Steve so Jordan. So, we're going to hear some Steve? I definitely want to play some Steve Jordan All right. clips. I like Give it. you a little bit of his history, and he's just an amazing, awesome guy. So, he, he actually attended... Uh, New York City's High School of Music and Art back in the 70s, graduated in 74. Mm-hmm. And he played with a bunch of really interesting, like mostly jazz cats and learned his jazz chops back then. Mm-hmm. But one of the guys that he played with back then was a guy named Bella Fleck, okay. who also attended the high school that? at the same time. At the time, um, Bella played French horn, which I didn't know. 
No, I didn't either. <laughs> but yeah, French horn and uh, <laughs> Wait a second, then he so Steve Jordan was jamming with Bella Fleck on French horn? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> it's, it's a small okay. world, man. <laughs> yeah. That is alternative. That's wild. So he uh, went off and started doing some solo work. His one of his big breaks was playing in the Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live band in the mm -hmm. late '70s, which is where he met John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd, who asked him to play in the Blues Brothers touring band mm -hmm. in the late '70s. Oh, that's okay. cool. Before John Belushi passed, so you can, you can hear him on I believe it's the second Blues Brothers album, Briefcase Full of Soul, which is fantastic. Cool. He also played in the uh, David Letterman show band with mm -hmm. uh, Paul Schaefer from oh, okay. 1982 to 1986. Nice. Um, yeah, definitely got around the scene. He's played with just about everybody. I mean, he's um, really known as a session guy. Um, he's recorded with, <clears throat> I mean, just to give you some of the names, Bob Dylan, B.B. Uh -huh. uh, King, uh, Don Henley, Neil Young, James Taylor, Stevie Nicks, uh, just about anybody. He's been on their record at some point. Um, but he also did a lot of work with Sonny Rollins. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And That's a, he's a fantastic jazz player. And recently on Corey Wong's awesome uh, music podcast, Wong Notes, <laughs> uh, he had like an hour and a half long conversation with Steve Jordan. And he went through like what a transformative experience playing with Sonny Rollin was. Oh, and uh, yeah, that was really, it's like, go check that episode yeah, out. It's I really neat. That one out. That'd be great. And you get to see like what a great guy. Steve Jordan is, you yeah. know, and that's one of his big points is like, so what do you do to, you know, to be a great session guy? He's like, you just got to be a good hang. I mean, obviously you got to know stuff. You got to be able to learn quickly, but you just got to be like a fun guy to hang out with. Yeah, an enjoyable person, <laughs> yeah. an enjoyable human to be around. That's how you, yeah, get, right. that's how you get ahead. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's certainly the opposite is the quickest way to the door. You know? Yes, yes, definitely. So one session uh, track I wanted to play that I didn't know it was him. I've had this CD since it came out in 1997. Is uh, off of BB King's famous duet album, uh, "Deuce Is Wild," mm -hmm. which is fantastic. He plays with a bunch of famous people, and Steve Jordan plays on I think four or five of the tracks on there. But one of the really good ones is BB uh, King with D'Angelo. It's called "Ain't Ooh. Nobody Home." This is great. Steve Jordan on the drums. Nice. The interesting things about Steve Jordan is that he's not known as like a fills and a solo no, kind just, of player. He's solid a, and tasty. Exactly. So pulling these clips, it's like it's kind of hard if you're not like tuned into like listening to the nuances of drums. You kind of take it for granted. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like oh, that's that's drums. That's a great groove. You know, but yeah. that's what Steve Jordan does. Yeah. And really, as the Rolling Stones replacement. 
for Charlie Watts for a time, that's exactly what you need. Yeah. Hold so, it down. Yep. Another interesting album that I didn't know that he played on until it literally just Saturday, Saturday night. Okay. Um, Nick, you're going to remember this. Back in our recording uh, school days okay. with our uh, illustrious professor, Dr. Dr. Mike Cherry. Cherry. Yeah. He turned us on to a bunch of albums. And one of the ones that he loved that I just could never freaking wrap my head around was Donald Fagan's The Nightfly. Okay. Do you remember him talking about <laughs> no, this at all? I don't. Okay. I don't. Well, Donald Fagan is one of the two guys from Steely Dan. Yes. And yeah. this was his first solo album. And, you know, I really respected Dr. Cherry. And so I picked up the album and it's just like, <laughs> what the hell is this? It's just like <laughs> this like really synthy, cheesy jazz and like... I'm still worried. I, I can't say that I've gotten all the way there, mm-hmm. but it's certainly grown on me over the years. And this the record is, or the Dan? Or, or Steely Dan? The record. The record. Okay, I, okay. So Steely Dan has definitely grown on me for sure. Okay. But this particular record, uh, I'm not you all the way there. You wouldn't go as far as to say that you like it, but <laughs> you've appreciated I, I, more about it in the years since you first listened to it? Definitely. Definitely. Okay. definitely. All right. And uh, the recording, the production technique is incredible, blah, 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 blah. Anyway. I didn't know that Steve Jordan played on one of the tracks. Very wow. last track. I was sitting there Saturday night, enjoying myself, threw it on the turntable, got through the entire album. Last song, I was like, oh, I kind of like this. Look at the liner. And there he is, Steve Jordan. I was like, all huh. right, well, I got to play this one. So here it is. Walk Between the Raindrops off of Donald Fagan's The Nightfly. Okay. He's a good hang. What can I say? That He's a good is hang. a Donald Fagan's Christmas special or something. A <laughs> little bit. Oof. So, uh, I guess most recently, Stanley Jordan is... Um, St- Stanley Jordan. Different <laughs> Steve guy. Steve Jordan, yep. Steve Jordan has kind of, kind of, I don't know, gotten a little bit more popular again because of his association with John Mayer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was him and Pino, right? Yeah, it was. That's yeah. right. So, my favorite John Mayer album. Now, Steve Jordan has played with a, with John Mayer on a lot of his albums, uh, but my favorite John Mayer album by a long shot is Continuum. 
And okay. that's pretty much Steve Jordan the entire way through. Yeah. In in fact, Steve Jordan, it turns out, helped produce that album with John yeah, Mayer. Yeah, he like so, co-wrote some of the songs. I think he's going yeah, to write Yeah, and Pino, they, they later formed the John Mayer trio, but at the mm-hmm. time, it was really just Steve and John in the studio working this, this song out. Yeah. So, most famously, the opening track for Continuum, very famous drum beat. You've all heard it before. It is Steve Jordan, so I'm going to play a little bit of it. So you all know that song. It's Waiting on the World to Change. Right. Great song. Great beat. Very poppy. Fantastic stuff. The entire album is great. You hear Steve's brilliant playing the entire way through. But really, if you want to get a taste of what Steve Jordan can do, because okay. John does make him stretch, is listen to any of the John Mayer Trio album or uh, his live album, uh, Where the Light Is, live in Los Angeles. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, now that's a lot. That he basically set up a show where it was him doing acoustic songs and then him as the trio and then as the full band but the Mm -hmm. trio section is worth its weight in gold it's fantastic so I wanted to play the last Steve Jordan song I got for you it's him playing with Pino Palladino and John Mayer on the classic Jimi Hendrix tune Wait Until Tomorrow good stuff Good stuff. So, hopefully, Rolling Stones fan, don't freak out. You are in very, nah, very, in very good hands. good hands. Yeah. Very good hands. You're going to be all right. So, I am pumped. That's all I got for you guys. Beautiful. Go check out some Steve Jordan stuff this week. All right. <laughs> Whether or not it's the Nightfly, I'll leave I'm that not up gonna, to you. I'll skip that one. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right, boys. We're getting down to it. Greg, why don't you tell the fine people where to get in touch with us, please? Send us an email at ysciopodcast at gmail.com. Find us online mm-hmm. at youshouldcheckitout.com. Mm-hmm. Find us on social media, Facebook mm-hmm. and Tell Instagram. Yeah. Uh, you should check it out. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, our handle is at shouldcheck. And uh, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Tell a friend you should check it out. And I Did it. And I Did it. <laughs> That's right, boys. All right. Tell a friend. Let them know. Get the word out. This is the year. We're breaking free. Breaking loose. Mm-hmm. Big year, big year, 2021-ish <laughs> to two, something. Is that the year? <laughs> yeah, big year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. If you're in the D.C. area, 
last uh, last call this uh, Saturday at the American Legion in Silver Spring. My band, Aladdin Station, is going to be playing a bunch of David Bowie songs. Yours truly at the helm playing guitar and singing. Wow. Bunch Some of David Bowie? Bowie stuff. So that's a free wow. show. Cheap drinks. Come on out. It's going to be a great time. Good luck with that one, man. Yeah, Thanks. Dude. Thanks. Uh, I'm going to need some luck on that one. <laughs> yeah, right. I also need some wardrobe tips. Some wardrobe tips. So if anybody's got any uh, David Bowie gear they want to mm. lend me for the That's evening. an easy one to replicate. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to it, right? Let's just pull that out of the closet. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, with that, until next week, boys, stay safe. Peace out. Going. Later. See you guys.